0: if you're a tennis fan you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network whether you're a better or just love tennis you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar subscribe to game bet match today from your favorite podcast provider hi everyone and welcome along to betting weekly game bet match the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with bet rivers i'm nigel seeley live here in New York, and my senior ATP Tour handicapper, because we win Sean Calvert, who is coming out to this Big Apple next week. Is in his bunker somewhere in in south of England. Uh, Sean, how are you, mate? Um, hasn't been the greatest the first rounds, but it's a Grand Slam. It's the end of the year. These things happen, don't
1: they? They do. It's been it's been tough in Grand Slams this year. You now, you know, I've said before they're not they're not normally the best places to look for value. Um, I, I said at the the first podcast we did about this U.S. Open that you know, there were so many matches where you just couldn't really get involved because of injuries. Um, you know, it's, it's, it has been tough. You know, this, some of these matches, these ones we're going to talk about today. I think this is a particularly difficult one as well. And obviously with the conditions, you know, we didn't know how it was going to play. You know It seems to me like it's, it's slower as I, as I alluded to yesterday. Um, 77% holds 71% first serve points. One that's down uh, on the three year average since it moved to a lay cold surface and, and, the fewest tie breaks actually in round one of the U S open men's U S open since 2013, actually Uh, only 38% of the matches feature the tie breaks. That's the lowest in 10 years. So certainly conditions slow to start off with. It is difficult if you don't, you know, if you don't know the conditions to start off with, obviously when we record the podcast, we don't know the the order of play either, but yeah, it's, it's it's sometimes, you know, you have these little, little runs, um, you know, say grand slams are tough, but, you know, we 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 continue. I'll carry on trying to find the value, trying to trying to give people the value where I see it.
0: Exactly, and I think I don't think I would
1: have. I know we didn't get the results, but I don't
0: think the argument was there for every single bet we had. So I'm not disputing the argument. Just sometimes, the the luck of the draw doesn't go your way. I mean, you said it's slow. It seems to be the common theme in all the uh, the majors this year. Wimbledon, obviously, as well. Australian Open's slower than normal. They're mm. slowing it down. the the The, the Americans want uh, Alcaraz and they want Djokovic in the final, don't they? <laughs>
1: I can see why they're doing it. You know, they've been doing this for years. You know, one of the questions that you posed to me the other day was about surfaces and and, and that sort of thing, wasn't it? And it 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 just, it, I, just I don't like it. it it's it, you should have variety in tennis. You can't have this situation where you're playing on slow court. It doesn't snow good for the players either. That might be what's contributing to some of these injuries as well. You know, there's been so many injuries. Yeah. Um, when you combine it with the balls that a lot of the tournaments use, these these these, these Tournaments that were in at the minute, they use the US Open Wilson US Open balls that are quicker. But those Dunlop ATP balls that they use for quite a lot of this season—that's the, like the official ball of the ATP—they're really slow. Um, so slow balls, slow courts. You know, it, it, yes, it equals long matches, which is great for the for the tournament directors. But at some point, you know, these these players are going to start breaking down, and it might be a coincidence that it's happening now. But I'm, I'm not sure that it is. Slow balls, slow courts you know, it does equal injuries eventually.
0: Uh, have we, have we got, if, sorry, if you've got any questions for Sean, obviously just send them through to us or give us a tweet. We usually have a lot of questions. I haven't actually gone through the questions. Sean. I know we have some, but I'll look at them later on in the week and give some questions. But before we go on to this matches and uh, look at uh, tomorrow's all replay, the second round concludes on... Uh, uh, th- th- I'm losing track of days. It's Thursday, isn't it? Is it what, yeah, Thursday. Um, anything annoyed you this week, Sean? Anything while I've been away? Anything? Anything? from off, pop- off of the tennis, you mean? Apart from the tennis, anything sort
1: of great this week? I've not had a great day, to be honest. As as you know, remember when you, you, quite recently, you got, was it your missus, you got to cut their hair and she put it on the wrong setting or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still trying to catch up for that. Look, (laughs) I just well, I can't tell with this lie, but I had had a similar situation earlier. I was obviously, I've been cutting my own hair for (laughs) numerous years. A little, little bit fell out. A little tiny bit fell out of the, the, um, the shaver thing while I was halfway through. So I couldn't I couldn't really carry on doing it. It took me about half an hour to put the thing back in. And I had to kind of hold well, the it hair, The hair the hair. Did you did no, you glue it back? You need to yeah. keep you
0: need to keep them, mate. You need to keep them. I've I've given up hair, you know?
1: that. A little bit fell out, so I couldn't actually do it. So I then had to kind of hold it on and it was, it was absolutely ridiculous. But that happens, doesn't it? When you're having a bad day, you have a bad day in the tennis, other things start to go wrong and then it all you know unravels and you know that's life in it. But there you go. Well,
0: yesterday I mentioned about the burst water main outside my window here. I can still still hear the noise, but they've opened the road already. The road going down Seventh Avenue is open already. Traffic's they've coming done a through. a good job. A day on that. After, after that hole, <laughs> can you imagine that in England? That would have been there for you can't repair about it. about a
1: year, probably
0: a year, at least at least six months. There's a there's a where where I live. There's a little hill, and we get little uh, little um, what are they called them. Um, what are they call when the thing comes in, well, I can't remember the name of it. But you hit the but the road, the road falls away, the erosion of the road. What's it called? I can't think of the name. But anyway, um, they they t- they take three months to do one of those kind of things. I will think of the name in a minute. But like anyway, traffic calming, and, you mean? No, what's that with the little bit of road falls away and like the manholes, the manholes or something they fall away. Anyway, it takes three. They, the, the council go around and put a little circle around it with a and a bit of bit of chalk and make oh, and, yeah. no, and, and three months later, they're they're done. Uh, but this was this is this is back already. Uh, incredible, incredible. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the tennis. That's what you come here for. Not uh, um, problems with Sean's hair and my uh, my traffic uh, issues at home. Anyway, there's five matches we're going to talk about in the second round for, I'm losing track of the days, I'm, I've lost the these day, it is Thursday, th- Thursday. Yeah. I know It's, it's it, when I go away, I always takes me a few hours to actually remember, or a few days to actually come acclimatised to where I am anyway, so these are Thursday's second round matches so these are tomorrow, I'm heading to the tennis in a little bit after this, I'll be heading, I'll be giving you some updates to so make sure you follow us on our Instagram account, at win and our Twitter account, but these are Thursday's conclusion of round number two in the men's singles, and the first match we are going to discuss is Jarry up against Mickelson, uh, Jarry Number 23 seed is a minus 155 favourite against Mickelson at plus 123. You would actually argue that Mickelson has the better record this year on the hard court, but uh, obviously the the tournaments he's played in are of less calibre. To, uh, to what uh, Jari's been playing in. Uh, they both come through decent wins in the first round. Van Asher for Jari, which was a d- good win there. And Ramos Finolis for Mickelson, which he won in straight sets in a quite a comprehensive fan- uh, fashion. The spread here is one and a half. Jari is uh, minus 127 with the spread. And on the totals, they're high. The total is 40 and a half. Over is minus 110. And under is minus 115. They've never met before. Um, Jerry's 8 5 on hard courts, Mickelson 24 9. But as I said, um, Mickelson hasn't been playing, he's been playing more Challenger events, rather the main tour, ATB tour events. Um, this looks quite a test for Jerry here. I know he's minus 155, we like him at altitude. He's a big server, not surprised to see the total games at 40 and a half. Um, but I think Jerry here could be tested. I don't know about you, Sean. What do you think of this one?
1: Well, you asked me about some things that annoyed me a little while ago. Um, this has annoyed me actually because I feel like I've missed a bit of value here. Um, I got up a little while ago and just sort of, obviously I'd, I'd look at the matches for Thursday, and this is the first one that I quite like the look of. And um, unfortunately, I think the little bit of the value has gone now. If you look at the, the, the 2023 main level records for these guys away from clay, we know Jerry goes well on clay, but not so well on the slightly quicker surfaces. Uh, Jerry, 60% win rate and a whole uh service points, one return points, one total of 103. Um, Mickelson 64% win rate and the same total, 103 service hold break totals, Jerry 104.3 Mickelson 106.5. So on the raw stats, you would certainly put Mickelson in with a chance. Mickelson's held serve. He's not the biggest of service, but he's held serve 85% of the time, um, a main level away from clay this season. Um, Jerry, eighty-eight percent, as you would expect. You know, big server, um, decent serve on all on all surfaces. Um, I just think, and Mickelson's beaten Isner and Cressy on grass this summer, so he's he's proven that he can handle the big servers and and, and turn things around on them and and beat them. Uh, I could certainly see him going very very close here. The, the problem that I've got is that Mickelson opened up at about two point seven eight plus one seventy eight, and at that price. He would have been a bet. But by the time I kind of got round to looking at it, which was probably a couple of hours later uh, than the the opening show, he was he was much, much shorter than that. Is it was he about 2.3-ish now? Yeah, plus 123 with Bet Rivers currently. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunately too short. So people might still still want to bet it. That's why I kind of put this down, even though um the price isn't ideal. I certainly would have backed him at um at 2.78, potentially plus one and a half sets or something like that. But now that he's down as short as two point 2.23 plus one twenty three. That, that, that option has kind of gone out the window and would, would be odds on, which would, would be a problem. But I can certainly see this going long. I can certainly see Mickelson testing Jarry. Um, he's he certainly got the tools against big servers. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's just got to be a lean for me, unfortunately. I, I would have backed Mickelson at a bigger price.
0: Uh, the only thing I think I think you're absolutely right, and I, I, I do like Mickelson here, but you, you've given us some of his form there on grass where he's gone toe-to-toe and beaten some of the the better Fast court conditions. The fact is, it's quite slow here. Would that be a little bit of a concern for you? I mean, the fact that if the, if it was quick, I would definitely think Mickelson would be a great bit here at plus one twenty three. Uh, but because it's a lot slower, that does it. That's obviously slightly favors Jerry.
1: It's, sli- it's slightly slower. Yeah, I mean, Newport where those were played, it's not particularly quick. Um, a quick grass court surface. It just it just bounces. It's quite a lot lower. Um, slightly different conditions in that respect, but. Yeah, as I said, I, could, I couldn't back him because I don't think at the price that he currently is, but I, I would have been tempted. I definitely would have been tempted at two point seven eight, which he was earlier. Um, not still not sure about Jerry. Even 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 if it's a slower hard court, I just don't think his movement is is that great. Um, you know, he was tested by Vanashy yesterday. That could have gone the distance, but you know, Jerry's serve ultimately got him through. It probably will ultimately get him through here, Jerry. But I certainly wouldn't be backing a Jerry at that price. If the market does bounce back, Sean, and he does go back to a, to
0: a more favourable price, what's the price that you would be stepping in to look at, Mickelson? What's your cut-off cut off point?
1: I'd be tempted around about 2.65, something like that. If he goes right right out to that sort of price, um, we're probably not going to get the 2.78 no. that he opened at. But yeah, I'd be, I'd be tempted. Anything over probably 2.5, I'd be tempted, yeah.
0: Yeah, so only plus 150 or above Mickelson. But at the current 123, he is a lean... We believe he could give Jerry a match, but at the current prices, the early bird has caught the worm. Uh, caught the worm, and even earlier than some... me. You
1: know, I normally uh, get uh, this uh, so early, I was just buddy.
0: about to say, the early bird is usually Mister Calvert, the Calvert bird. But uh, someone else has swooped in earlier than you. Uh, the, obviously, it's been bugging me while we talk about it again. manholes. Is what I was talking about. Manholes. When you go down the country oh, yeah. lanes and you get the manholes, there's the road that I live in. I live out in the country, and there's a road that you go down, and there is probably six manholes on it, and the council come around. They put a bit of paint around the manhole, and it takes six months to get that repaired. Uh, and the in in South, although it's very different, a country lane in that's Kent. Terribly compared British, to isn't it? Very, very, very. Just British. to just
1: to say, yeah, we've seen the problem, but I, we're not actually. That's the job I want. I want to months. be that guy.
0: Wouldn't you like to be that guy? The guy who just walks around, puts a bit of paint around the manhole, and then just goes home, and nothing gets done
1: for six months. As in the guy that just tells everybody else what to do, but doesn't actually do it himself. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm up for that. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I tell you a quick. I know we, we're sort of breaking away from the tennis, but as I, when I very first started working in a newspaper, I worked in a newspaper called the Racing Post in England, We he had a head of IT called Halal, and I wanted to be Halal. Halal's job was every time there was a problem with a computer, Halal would come along, he would look at the computer, turn it on and off, then he would smash it to the like, to side of it, smash it to the other side of it, nothing would come on. And then he put a post-it note on and said, out of order, take it away and put a new computer on. There was a stack in Halal's office where there was hundreds and hundreds of computers. Nothing ever got prepared. And he was, on a, he was probably on the most highest paid as head of IT in like the early 90s. I would this- love to be Halal.
1: What was his qualifications to being head of IT? Just been able to smack something, to and be just able to, to be able to smack a computer
0: and put a post-it note that said "out of order." And he had the whole; he needs to replace the old one with a new one and just put it in, plug it in, and go. There you go, it works. And his office, his office—you couldn't get in his office after seven years of working there with backed-up, uh, out-of-date computers. None of the computers ever repaired. He just went down and bought a new one. And that's all like the, the manhole it's man.
1: All that money in the racing post spent on uh, on Halal,
0: the IT head of IT in 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 nineteen ninety. He probably, run, probably runs Apple and Microsoft now. He probably works for them. I, but, I doubt uh, it. I doubt I, it. I, I, <laughs> he probably the man who's doing around putting the manholes, putting the paint around manholes. That's, Possibly.
1: that's more like oh, it, I
0: think. What a job you want to have there. Anyway, that's uh, enough. If you are are watching Halal, uh, give us a shout. Uh, next match, Artur Fields against Analdi. Uh, this one here is an interesting match. Artur Fields come through a real epic uh, 3-2 in the first round. Of his match against Griegspor. He was training that game and come through. I bet him in play, actually. And if you are betting in play, remember Bet Rivers have a brilliant offer that if you bet up to $25, you'll get a 50% match bonus in your account. So that's on all matches on the first round. The, the information is below us on the graphic below. Artur Fields is minus 150 and Audi is plus 120. They've met once before and Audi won that. That was in Madrid, though, on clay this year in qualification. Um, but if you look at the, the way the routes have come through, Phil's obviously a very talented Frenchman has come through an epic against Grigsport 3-2, whereas Analdi got very fortunate. Kubler is an opponent retired, so he didn't really have to put in much energy. Uh, the spread here is 2.5, uh, minus 106 for Phil's, minus 121 for Analdi. Analdi receives the start and the total is 39.5. Uh, given their routes here and the head-to-head, uh, Analdi might have a bit of a chance here. What do you think of that one?
1: Yeah, I think I think there's a a very very big difference in energy levels potentially in, in this match, as you just alluded to there. You know, if he's played four hours against Talon Greeks, boy, he was cramping up at the end. He had to concede a game just to get treatment because um, you're not really allowed treatment for cramps, are you? It's it's one of the rules. You can't get treatment for cramps unless you give up a game, which is what he did. Um, and he the gambit worked for him. He he ended up winning it seven five in the fifth, but. You know, he's, he's 19 years of age, Feast. This is his first real season on the tour. Um, I watched him against Brandon Nakashima at Winston-Salem. I mean, Nakashima won that just on physicality, really. Um, he, he was just the, the stronger guy after two very, very close sets in in warm, very warm, humid conditions. And Nakashima eased through, <clears throat> excuse me, in the third set there. Um, so when you bear in mind that Analdi played for precisely 50 minutes, didn't even play for an hour, in his first round match against um, against the, the always injured cobbler, You would think that is a pretty big advantage, given also that Arnaldi's slightly further ahead in his progression in terms of his career. You know, he's 22 years of age, you know, almost three years older than, than Artur Fis. He plays a lot of his matches on clay. You know, you would think he's the one that would be likely, if this went to a sort of long four or five, you would think that he'd be the one that would be able to, to carry on at his at his best level, rather than Fees, who's struggled, he's not done that well at all. Really, this this hard court summer, he's not played that many matches. Fees, but he only won forty one percent of his second serve points against um, Gregoire. He only won forty seven percent of his second serve points against Nakashima, and only thirty one percent against Hugo Humbert in Cincinnati. So, he's been relying quite a lot on his on his first serve to to get him through Fees. And I think that'll be a difficult thing to do when you're tired. Um, you know, against someone like Arnaldi, who 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 possesses good weapons of his own, decent serve, you know, big forehand. Um, you feel like Feast, if he's gonna win this, he's gonna have to do it quick. And I'm I, I'm just not sure about this price on him at all. So this is the bet that I've taken today. I think it's a really, really tricky card today. Um, you know, I said in the first round I was gonna be a little circum bit, little bit circumspect with my bets. Ended up costing me, didn't it? Because the one that I didn't go for won, which was which was Van der school, wasn't it? Um, which is kind of annoying, but, you know, there you, there we are. Um, taking on Aldi here uh, as as the underdog, and you do get, obviously, if one set's completed with Bet Rivers, you do get paid on that, because I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Feast didn't last the course here. And as you said, Arnaldi's beaten him before on clay, um, a quick clay as well in Madrid. So there's a lot of reasons to kind of be interested in Arnaldi on, on here and be wary of Feast, I think.
0: Couldn't agree more with you there. I don't know, it's a good a good thing though because I agree with you on all your bets on the first round, and look, we didn't do so well. But uh, I think an Audi here at plus one twenty is is a great price, and that, and that having that extra bonus of the retirement factor that play one set with Bet Rivers even in is that play because I like you. I, I I can't see if this goes deep. I can't see Arthur feels um competing. I think he, I think it's a great uh, great wager an Audi at plus one twenty, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the money come for him here and start around about even money for this match. Um, another Italian is in action. He's a heavy favourite this time around, though. Matteo Berrettini, the former Wimbledon finalist. He's up against Artur Arindinic. a minus 480 for Berrettini. Rindenich is plus 350 uh Berrettini showed some brilliant serving and was really at his best in the match against Humber winning three sets to love he plays an opponent in Rindinic who isn't that had a, had a great year on the hard court he's two and six uh, he did beat Schwarzman but really given Schwartzman's career at the moment the where his career is at that's not a surprise there the handicap here is five and a half uh with Berrettini uh, giving up five and a half at minus one at uh, plus 106 sorry and Rindenich minus five and a half is minus 136 the total here is 38 and a half um I'm I'm sorry, I don't know as as I keep saying to everybody who watches this podcast, or anyone listens to it or watches it on the show, I don't know Sean's bets at the time. He just gives me the matches. But um I'd be very surprised, Sean, if you if you were making the case for Rinderch here at plus three fifty, given Berrettini's form in the first round. But we do know he's had injury concerns. We do know he's probably inconsistent. So I'm quite intrigued to see where you want to go on this match.
1: I want to go in the in the first set overs, potentially, here with these two. Um, as you said, both men started really, really well. Um, Berrettini demolished Humbert really. Um, a Rinderkinesh similar against against Diego Schwartzman. You know, Schwartzman's been a very difficult guy to call, hasn't he, this this last few months. You know, he's really, really poor for a long spell. Then he kind of popped up and, and won a few good matches on grass, won a couple of good matches after that as well. And then he put in a poor, really poor one against against Rinderkinesh. He's very up and down these days, Schwartzman. mainly down, but he does have his ups as well, which makes him a very difficult um guy to call. Rinder Kinesh won eighty-six percent of his first serve points against Schwartzman. He was usually a great returner. Um didn't have a great day, but Rinder Kinesh serving really, really well. Tends to be against left handers that Rinder Kinesh has struggled in recent times. Um obviously Berrettini a right hander, so that that isn't a major problem for him. Yeah, Humbert didn't have a great day at all against Berrettini. He only served at fifty three percent of his first serves, didn't really give himself any chance at all, but doesn't like the matchup, I don't think, Umber against Berrettini. I think Berrettini just plays a bit too quick for him. Um, Rinder Kinesh hasn't, hasn't played much on hard courts this season because mainly due to injury. He had an you know, injury, I think he was in Miami. I think he only played a couple of matches earlier on, um on hard courts. But he's, he's been playing very well on the, the clay recently. And he's, he's played well against top 20 opponents in recent times. You know, he took Alcaraz all the way to a final set tiebreak at Queen's Club. He's actually won three of his last, six matches against top twenty opposition. So on on his day, um, you know, he has the weapons to to trouble the best guys. I don't think he's going to beat Berrettini um in this contest, but you know, Berrettini himself has been very up and down. Looked like he was going to come back to form at Wimbledon. Um didn't really happen for him after that, did it in the in the couple of tournaments that he played on hard courts, you know, didn't didn't really show that same level of form. Um, I, I think this is the bet that I'm interested in is the set one overs, um, which is, uh, I think it was a plus 155 chance over 10 and a half games. That's the one I like. These guys have never met each other before. I, I do quite like it when they haven't met. It, it does tend to take them a little bit of time to get used to the the patterns of play of the opposition, the, the ball coming at them. It tends to take a while. berettini often isn't the best on return anyway. So if I was having a bet in this match, my, it's just a lean here, but I'm going to go with the, the um the over ten and a half games. What what concerns me is the fact that the court is not playing that quick yet. That that's what kind of worries me a little bit. But I'd certainly be looking at set one overs at, at plus one fifty five over ten and a half games here.
0: So we're looking for overs and set one at ten and a half. Always a good strategy whenever Berrettini plays. Uh, and that is the match against Rindtkač, uh, which is obviously tomorrow. We don't know the order of play, but we do know the action starts 11 a.m. Eastern time. And Bet Rivers have a whole magnitude of different markets. You will not find any more betting markets on the tennis than but that what Bet Rivers offer. And the next match we're going to talk about Rublev against Monfils. There's 46 markets available on that match already, and this for me looks a really really good match. I'm hoping tomorrow that I'll be there watching this game and hopefully the, the timing is right and they'll put it on half rash when I in the afternoon session. But I think this is going to be one of the best match matches of the day. They've met twice before one win a piece. 2021 in Cincinnati, uh, Rublev won against Monfis, and in 2018 Monfis beat Rublev in Dubai. Um Rubilev's in a bit of poor form though coming into this tournament. It, after he won in Borstad he hasn't really played any 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 good tennis at all. And Monfis is getting better and better after Sort of so many injuries over the years. Uh, the spread here is three and a half minus one twelve for Rublev, minus one fourteen for Monfils, and the total is thirty eight and a half. This match here, Sean promises to be a, a really, really good match between two very entertaining tennis players. Um, what's your thoughts on this one?
1: I think this could be really, really entertaining. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, just looking at their stats on on outdoor hard, you, you mentioned it there a second ago. Rublev's not been playing great tennis. He he hasn't really since since Borsch done. He hasn't really on hard courts this season 2023 outdoor hard court stats main level Monfils 57% win rate uh, that that can be kind of slightly ignored because obviously the first couple of matches when he was coming back after a long spell of injury are included in these stats but his service points one return points one total is 102 which is exactly the same as Rublev's um, and Rublev's hasn't had an injury to contend with he's, he's not coming back from an injury as Monfils was but yet his stats are, are the same. And in the whole break totals, the service hold break totals, they're actually inferior. Monfils is on 106, Rublev 103. So, certainly very, very promising stats as far as Monfils is concerned, bearing in mind he's obviously the underdog for this match. Um, as you said, Rublev hasn't shown any form or he hasn't really shown anything at all since since winning that Borstad title. Maybe that night out that I mentioned with Kasper Ruud was a a really big one. It's It's set him back for about two months. Um, that's possible I suppose on the head to head Monfils was, was literally sick during their last match in, in 2021 in Cincinnati um, he threw up on the court if I m- remember rightly um, and he still took it to two tie breaks that day. Rublev only won 27% of his second serve points that day managed to eke out a win in two tie breaks against a, an ailing um, Monfils and his, his first serve did all the damage, he won 86% on his first serve but was doing nothing on his second serve. So and before that, Monfils beat him beat, beat Ruble pretty easy in the final of, of Doha back in, in 2018. So you would think that Monfils is in with a, a pretty good chance here. Um it's his birthday tomorrow, by the way. If you if you see him you can you can wish him happy birthday. He'll be 37. Get out with him. We're going out Here's
0: with him in we're going out to dinner. Oh where you? Where are you where you going? Yeah
1: yeah. Don't know yet he said he would
0: text me with the venue Later on, she wants to go for a um. There's, a, there's apparently a Ukrainian restaurant in
1: near here, but uh, she he wants to be. go
0: there. He wants to go for French. I want to go to Italian. So we don't know really. We're trying to
1: work out a venue. Well, you you better see what mood is in after this um after this Rublev match. I I would be pretty tempted to back monfils here, but yeah, I'm just not sure he's going to last the f- full five sets. I, I think if he's going to win it, he's got to win it sort of three nil, three one. I'm not sure I can see him winning it in five really testing sets against Ruber. I think there's going to be a lot of long rallies in this. That's what puts me off. The lean here is Monfils, but I'm just not sure at 37 years of age tomorrow whether he can he can still do it in a in a fifth set against a much younger opponent in, in pretty warm conditions.
0: I think that's very important what you said there. I mean, you said it already it's a very tricky card. You know, you're keeping your bets quite minimal. And I think sometimes in tennis betting or any betting in general, you've got to do that. If you look at the card and you think to yourself, you know, and that's why in play betting is so good. So obviously, Bet Rivers are match, watch it, have all the different markets in play and that offer that I have at the bottom of the screen here. It's so important. So if you have an opinion, the lean for Sean there is Monfisa plus 160 to see how he goes, see how the match turns out, and then probably bet him in play. But uh, pre match, we're, we're not really rushing into bets today. The next match, though, I do have a strong opinion on. And um, I, again, I don't know what Sean is going to go on here, but I, I've got to judge. I'm judging, I think he'll go the same with me here. Hercash against Draper. Hercash is minus uh, 195. Uh, Jack Draper, I refer to him as Scott. He's plus 155. <laughs> the head-to-head is 2-0 to Hercash. He's 2-0 up. Um, it, the not market I like here is, is the tie breaks in the match. I mean, if you look at their all the overs, you look at their their matches they played before. They played in two three-set matches. There were 34 total games in one of them in 2023 in Monte Carlo this year on a, on a clay court. In Antwerp, there was 33 total games in a best of three sets as well. So you can see where I'm going here. There's been three tie breaks in those six sets. And in four of those six sets, there's been over 10 and a half games. Um, over 10 and a half games in set one is plus 155 with Bet Rivers. The handicap is, or the spread is three and a half minus 125 for cash 103 for Draper. And the total is 40 and a half with over minus 113. I do expect this to go long. I do expect it to be tight. My only concern, as we've said all the way through this podcast, and it seems to be something that's going to be mentioned all the way through the tournament, is Draper's Fitness. I think that is the big worry we have here. But I, I like this over 10.5 in set one at plus 155. Um, you, are you in the same opinion as me? You should be a quite poker player, Sean. You're giving nothing away when I'm I was waiting this. for you um, to
1: finish talking. I don't want to interrupt.
0: Well, no, no, but you, I can tell by your I can tell by your eyes or your body language if you you agree with me or not. But uh, can you? I like over. I, well, no, I, I thought I could, but obviously can't. Uh, over <laughs> ten and a half in set one is my play at one at plus one fifty five. What do you think?
1: I think it's quite likely there's there's going to be a competitive first set. Yeah. Um, what you just said there, I think is is spot on in terms of the the key to this match. I think it will be the fitness of of Jack Draper, which is so hard to trust him, isn't it? You know, he retired. Yet again in Winston-Salem last week with an unspecified injury. I, I watched that first set against um Greek sport and I'm not entirely sure what was wrong with him. We just kind of sat down and the camera didn't really pan to to what to what was going on. So I'm not sure he didn't list an injury and he he, he it was it was unspecified. So I don't really know what the problem was, but there's always seems to be a problem with him, doesn't there? but the other side of the coin is he, he seemed absolutely fine you know less than a week later against um, against Radu Albot in the first round he won that you know pretty convincingly he won 84% of his first serve points won and if you're if you're looking at an a set one over situation a tiebreak situation that that's you know pretty good evidence that that's likely to happen if you can carry on serving that way against her cash but you know her cash you know he, he shouldn't be here really he, he should have lost in straight sets in the first round against another left-hander mark andrea husler who was two sets up sir for the match couldn't get it done ended up losing the set um 7-0 in a tiebreaker and that was the end of husler um so fortunate you know her cash to be here we, we, you know so that for the advantage point of view for her cash he played a left-hander in Hughes, and now he's going to play one in Draper. I think that's a quite a big advantage for him going five with a lefty, and then now playing another lefty. Um, he's actually got a very, very good record against left-handers. Um, her cash. Just looking at the head-to-head, I've got it on my screen here. Um, the two matches, one of them was on clay, which, which you wouldn't really say suited um, suited Jack. I only said Scott then suited Jack Draper. Um, quick, quick clay like a Madrid. You you would you would fancy Draper, but not not in Monte Carlo type clay um he's he's struggled Draper to to do much on the her cash serve her cash has held serve 88 percent of the time against Draper in their two match series Draper's actually only held 76 percent of the time and he's only won 32 percent of return points Draper in this matchup against 40 percent for her cash um the what I was gonna say about this it comes back to a point you made a minute ago about about betting in play I actually think her cash if he does go behind, maybe he goes a breakdown, maybe he loses the first set in a tie break or a long first set that you mentioned. I would be tempted to back her cash at that point. He's what is it at the minute about 1.56 or something like that? Uh,
0: so, uh, Draper's plus 155 and her cash is minus 195. So almost one to two.
1: So about 1. 1.5, one to two. 1. Yeah, that's 5, yeah. yeah, that's a bit. I think her cash is going to win this, um, eventually. But, you know, we've talked about Herkash many, many times, haven't we, on this podcast. He does, Very rarely does he do things easily. And he certainly didn't do it easily against against uh, Huesley yesterday. I think in play, Herkash is interesting. If As I said, if he goes down a break or maybe loses the first set on a tie break, I would be interested in backing hercash over the highly questionable fitness of, of Draper. I'm not so sure he can he can go a full a five, a five long sets. I think Herkash can. I, I don't think Draper can.
0: So, Sean, uh, that's the five matches that we've spoken about all wrapped up. Um, official play, just the one, is it? Just the one we're going to go with?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be a bit circumspect here. Um, I think this is a very, very difficult card. Mm. Really difficult. Um, but the value, as I see it, there's only one, one price where I, I'm seeing value, and that's in the, the Arnaldi price against Feast.
0: And that is the over 10.5,
1: or is it? Just to win Arnaldi to win. Just,
0: Arnaldi to win, oh, just Ar- yeah. Arnaldi to win at plus 120. Currently, with Bet Rivers, the lean was for Mickelson. There was lean for over total games in the Berrettini match in the first set. rublev Monfils as well. Small lean for Monfils. and her Cash Draper. Um, I like the over ten and a half here at plus one twenty uh, one fifty five in set number one. It would have cashed in four of the six sets that the two have played. Uh, but obviously, all these matches come not with a public uh, wealth warning. They come with a public wealth war- health warning because uh, of all the injuries concerns to all these players. And that seems to be the common denominator in the opening week here in New York. Remember, there's four ways to follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can download the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, from your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's the Betting Weekly Studios. Some brilliant content on there. I keep saying it, but this weekend, we've got some great stuff. We've got the Premier League tomorrow. The European League's covered as well with a unique head-to-head challenge between the handicappers. And we also have the Champions League draw tomorrow. All the big guns are in action. we do doing a preview show on Friday on where you should place your money on the Champions League. And also, you can follow us on our Twitter page and our Instagram page at BecauseWeWin. You'll be able to follow me there uh, as I head to uh, the Meadow Courts now. Billy Ching King Arena. I'm heading my way in the next hour or so. You can follow me there. All my action today. And Sean will be out in New York at the weekend as well. And you can follow his journey as well. Uh, Sean, enjoy your day, my friend. Um, Thank We'll you. be back. Well, I won't speak to you now before you, you come out. Tomorrow I'm back with Roy Giovanni looking at the women's draws. And the the third round matches there, I believe, in the women's draw. Uh, so all I can say is have a very safe journey. Have a very, very Thank safe you. journey. It and won't be um, like yours, but it'll be, you know similar. similar Similar-ish. Now, they will know you're Sean Calvert when you turn into check-in. I'm sure they'll upgrade you. I'm sure you can say, listen, I'm Sean Calvert from Because We Win, they'll know who you are. Surely.
1: You think so? I'm not so sure. I know so.
0: I know so. Uh, Anyway, my friend, have have a great journey, and we'll catch up with you next week, and we'll have a have a, have a Bud Light or something at, at, yeah, uh, in, in in Manhattan one evening. Uh, take care. Thank you always for watching. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, Sean, and the safe journey over here. And everybody else, good luck with your bet today. But really, the word of the day is caution uh, here in uh, New York. Very difficult cars, lots of injury concerns, but one bet, Al Naldi to beat monfis Take care. Uh, Boot feels. Take care.